Here we are talking about coaching. My name is Yannick. I'm here as always with uh, my cherished colleagues, Nikki and Silva. Hello, guys. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Today, uh, this question is something that we hear. Uh, I hear relatively often in various different ways. It's about intuition. So uh, something I hear uh, is always trust your intuition. There's intuitive coaches And it seems that on some level, intuition and intuitive practice is being worshipped possibly too much, right? So the question we have today is, well, should you always trust your intuition? Is it always a good, good idea to trust your intuition and follow your intuition? So I'd, I'd love to discuss that with you guys. Um, First thoughts, do you even do you resonate with the question? Is that, is that something that's real for you? Hmm, it's a hot topic, I think. Um, I definitely remember talking about it during my training, um, during a module on which we also went more into focusing. Is it Eugene Glendon? Glendon. Glendon, thank you. Um, and just kind of, yeah, connecting more with your inner self. Um, and actually, I think there's definitely, I mean, there, I don't think there's a black and white answer, but I think there's definitely a case to be made for it. I remember us doing a very interesting exercise. I don't know if it, I would say it's strictly intuition, but it was an exercise where one person would have, um, the person who was a coach would have headphones in and music playing really loudly. And the other person would be kind of communicating um a situation to the coach um so in effect as a coach you couldn't listen it was more about reading body language but for, for some reason the, the idea of intuition kind of came into it when when you mentioned the question just now for me um yeah let me hold that thought actually maybe i'll put it yeah. back to the floor i'll see what I, comes I, up <laughs> resonating with that thought like uh, to put a frame around intuition, I think is quite helpful. Mm. Um, in that example, it seems to be, uh, how can I navigate a situation? How can I make decisions going forward based on limited information? How might I pick up on information that are communicated quite subtly, right? Intuition, it's, it's difficult to make sense of because it's a very fast process and it's not a logical process. It's something that we pick up. So when we, focus in and listen to what is that voice inside telling me? What is my gut telling me, right? It's it, 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 acting on that immediately in the moment, which is often required in coaching, right? We need to often be very fast, uh, quick on our feet. Uh, sometimes moments are missed if we don't jump in. And sometimes a question comes and we don't think about it much. It just, we allow it to come out. Right, so that's based on information we haven't processed uh, in a careful manner, right? It's it's a it's something that comes out and it comes to us and it seems quite natural and it's very fast. Daniel Kahneman talks about thinking fast and thinking slow, and that thinking fast, I think that's where in the intuitive space. Mm. And I guess the the issue I have with that is that. If you ask people to bet on a coin toss and you flip the coin nine times and it's always heads, people bet intuitively more on tails, even though every time you flip a coin, it's 
So intuitively, we think that something is right when actually logically and in fact, mm. it's not, right? So on a coaching level, it gets a lot more complex, right? If I want to ask a question or I have a certain reaction, maybe I'm really curious about something. I, I want to listen to that intuition as an important element and probably more often than not, there's something really, really valuable there. But if I follow it blindly, it might get mixed up with that question might be something that I'm curious about because of my relationship with, you know, a person that reminds me of this client, you know, uh, I might have the strong urge to give somebody a piece of advice, but actually that piece of advice might be something that helped me or something that got hammered into my head in childhood, which may or may not be relevant for this client here. So if I act fast on that intuition, it's not necessarily getting me where it needs to. It's not necessarily in service of the client. It might be in service of me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where my, my word of caution is. Always listen to your intuition. <laughs> but I think we need to evaluate our intuition and see what's there and whether that's really helpful. What do you think, Sebas? Yeah, I love that. You know, I think um, I, I come... You know, I come from the world of poker, right? I was a high, you know, professional poker player playing high stakes poker. And, you know, what, what starts happening for me, like, you know, I love maths and I love numbers, right? And poker is on one side is a maths game. And, and I'll, I'll connect it to coaching in a second, right? Hey, here's, here's, what's, here's, what's, here's what was happening in poker. I'm doing my numbers. And I know that 90% of the time I'm winning this hand. And all of a sudden, it's almost like a like, little alarm bell goes off inside me. And I'm like, you know what? I think this, guy, this time I'm beat. Right? Now, logically, you would go with, you would go, you would just put all your chips forward because you're like, hey, I'm winning 90% of the time. If I do this 100 times, I'm going to win 90% of the times. <coughs> but... As, a, as I start playing more and more, and I think experience is a big part there. Every time I had that intuition, my intuition was right. And so the times that I went against it and I thought, let me go with the maths, I lost the money, mm-hmm. right? And, but he, here's the thing. I think it's really interesting what you said there around coaching. It's when I only follow intuition blindly, right? And I start practicing that. And I, start, and I tried doing that when there was less money on the table. Right? Because we can actually experiment when there's the stakes are lower. Right? And I think this also applies to coaching. Sometimes we can test something without like creating too much damage. And mm-hmm. we, we can practice this, for example, by seeking permission. We can actually say like, hey, there's, there's something that's coming up for me. Can I check in with you? I might be, I might be off. Not being too attached rather than just like, uh-huh. you know what? I got you right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> and just getting in their face like, this is it. Uh, here's a powerful question but right. instead oh this question comes up for me you know what do you think yeah exactly right on i'm kind of putting all your chips there and then you could be wrong right mm-hmm. but with poker what i start seeing is that if i do my numbers correctly sometimes right my intuition is right and this is really interesting because there's a, there's a story about this guy that won this really big poker tournament without and he just covered his cards so he would just purely play on Titian. And he actually won that tournament. And I'm sure like the story goes that he won the tournament. And I'm sure he's done it like a dozen times before he won it. But I've actually 
tested that before and I got quite far playing like that. But that again comes with a, a lot of experience. Like that guy was a master at what he was doing, right? So it's, I think it's like just bringing that back to coaching, I think it's very easy to say, well, my intuition says this, but I think what's so much more important, I don't think there's a specific formula for this, but I think it's bringing logic plus intuition plus experience and then really mm-hmm. thinking like what kind of, you know, what kind of risk am I willing to take here? Yeah. Am I willing to just go with it and put all my chips there? Or, you know, can I play it in a different way? Can I test it in a different way? Sometimes if I pick up something, I might say, well, let me make a note of it. I, 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 I guess there's, there's, there's a potential here that there's a pattern here. Somebody comes late for five, five minutes. I can, or I can go quickly straight there and think like, Hey, you know what? This is a big thing and I might be completely off. Yeah. Yeah. Let me stop that for a second. Yeah. 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 Uh, Several points here. One is that this checking in, like having some sort of record or some sort of keeping track of when our intuition was spot on and when not. I remember driving. Sometimes I had these strong intuitions when I was driving somewhere before the time of setnavs. Um, I'm like, Strong intuition that I should turn right here. You know, maybe the set nav set straight, or maybe I didn't quite know where to go. I'll remember the times when the intuition was right. I might not remember the times when the intuition was wrong or the other way around. So I think there's a selective memory potentially going on. That's why when we learn to trust our intuition, it's it's important that we create spaces where we can reflect on that and be really honest about it. Um And also like in the poker example, I think it's excellent, right? Because you might have a 90% chance of winning with that hand, even 95. But if you're sitting in the room with people, subconsciously, you might have picked up on on signs, on cues that this person has got the one hand that can beat you, you know? And again, you can logically read the signs and make sense of them. In poker, you have a little bit more time to make those decisions, but when you're in a when you're in a flow state, when there's something like in surfing, for example, or something that is moving very quickly, you need to intuitively do the right thing, otherwise game over. And in coaching, sometimes it can also work very quickly. Otherwise, they change the topic and you're somewhere else. Like, do you intervene now? Do you come in with a question? There's a moment of silence. You have the chance to say something. Do you hold the silence? If we wait too long to evaluate our intuition, maybe the moment's gone. You know, so... With experience, as you say, comes more trust in your intuition. And I think that's a really important part that we have spent the time playing around with certain interventions. We can never go back. We can never find out what would have happened if we had done it or had not done it. If we had asked the question or asked a different question, you know, if we evaluated a little too long and we didn't ask what we wanted to ask or say what we wanted to say, intuition to share the story from your personal life. And then you hesitated because maybe you were trained. That's not what you do as a coach. Maybe you don't offer personal stories. You don't self-disclose. Um, whatever rule might have been in the way. Intuitively, maybe it would have been exactly the right thing. Maybe it would have been a disaster. I've, uh, I've observed a short coaching uh, session as part of a training where the key question in the session was a question that was leading and it was closed. It was a yes or no question and it was leading towards yes. And objective, I sat there and I'm like, objectively, that's such a bad question, right? And then in the feedback, the client was, that was the question that unlocked everything. You know, that was exactly what I needed to hear in order to think on the next level. 
you know, that, that made it all worth it. This was like, you know, months and months of thinking this unlocked it. This is great. That was the moment that was key for me. And it was like, wow, you know, where did, where did that question come from? And the coach said, I don't know. It just came out. And actually, as it came out, I regretted asking it because, you know, I'm observed <laughs> and it's a bad question objectively, but it wasn't a bad question. So super interesting how that can work. Um, and some of that comes with experience. Some of that comes with presence and being really attuned to the room. Mm. But I think what's important is that we, we reflect on that. And part of that is why supervision is so helpful because some of these questions that just come out or when we follow our, our intuition, we can then go back and zoom in and see what was happening. Why did I make that decision? Yeah, I love that. Actually, something that comes up as you're speaking about this, right? I I noticed that as I got more skilled, and I see this in coaching as well, as I got more and more skilled at poker, my intuition became more and more accurate. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I think that's that's a really important point. Like you, you can look sometimes at, you know, whatever, like if you can look at a UFC cage fight and, and the guy that's, you know, he's trained in all these different ways you know, being beat up, you know, they look, they practice, for example, that somebody jumps on top of them, that somebody grabs them from the back. And in that moment, because they got those skills, right. In, in the, during practice, they've been in all these different positions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The intuition just gets better and better. Right. And I think a lot of times I think what's, what's really useful. And this is something that Steve Chan often talks about. It's about, it's about just continuously deepening your skills your coaching skills Mm -hmm. right and it's like you prepare before you come into the session you know you can read books on coaching questions you can go deeper in terms of like hey what can i do in this situation you can read books on all these different topics and then when you come into the session you're showing up present and in those moments as your skill level goes up you pick up different things and i think it's like sometimes we say well that's my intuition but is that that's that's that skill that's practiced again Uh You've hundreds of hours. I, I love that USC reference. In, in snowboarding, it happens a lot. I was teaching a lot of snowboarding and the intuition with a beginner is to lean back, you know, because you're going downhill. So your body instinctively leans back and that makes the snowboard uncontrollable, mm-hmm. right? So once you learn, you get over your initial block, you lean forward, all of a sudden it becomes e- like easy, but much, much easier to navigate. It becomes possible. And then your intuition is to lean forward as you gain that experience. So it's super interesting that some things, they seem counterintuitive at first, but then they become very intuitive as you, as you progress and as you learn. And I think in coaching, that's the same, right? Often the intuition is to give the advice, to make the suggestion, to break the silence, you know, and as we learn and we develop and we do our own work and we reflect on what our relationships are, how we grew up, what kind of person are we, what's my trigger points, you know, what, what triggers me, what's my stuff, what do I have in my box going on, what do I need to keep in my box, put the lid on so I can be really present with this person, you know, why is this, why are silences so uncomfortable for me? If I understand that about myself, then I can get over the intuition to break the silence and allow it to happen. And then that becomes the new intuition as our brain makes new connections. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I was just remembering and, and you kind of, you didn't, I don't think you said it um, 
like that. But the, 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 the definition of intuition that I came across, I think this was also yet yeah, during my studies at the time, is it's the recognition. It's an unconscious recognition of like patterns that we've, again, witnessed probably unconsciously again and again. Um, so it makes sense that, you know, with becoming more skilled and spending more time in something and learning more about it um, and having more experience, yeah, our intu intuition would kind of improve over time. That makes a lot of sense. Separately, I'm remembering actually a couple of years ago now, someone organized a coaching session for me with a coach. And this coach specifically worked quite intuitively. So actually, I did very little talking. It was almost something in between a coaching session and a psychic reading. Um, mm. But it was quite impressive, I guess, you know, how much she was able to say to me about me that I related to based on kind of very uh, limited speaking from my part. And she just kind of riffed quite intuitively. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is fascinating, right? I've, I've mm. met some people who just, they pick up on stuff that they shouldn't be able to pick up on, right? Sometimes I'm, I run into a person, I meet a person, we start a conversation and they, they just see something that you didn't think was visible. Mm. And that's a very impressive skill. Um, what do you do with that, right? It's a really helpful skill to have as a coach because, you know, it's like having a bigger radar, like speaking more languages, having, you know, an extended vision and awareness. Uh, what do you do with that then? That's a really helpful intuition to have and to perhaps offer, reflect back, right? Just because I'm picking something up, there's still an interpretation system going on that uh, I, I'm picking something up, but I'm making sense of it. So how do I how do I work with that? How do I reflect that back? When I've met a coach once who said they're an intuitive coach, hmm. and that's the kind of bone I have to pick with intuit with the with the term because that coach particularly, it just it gave me the impression they just didn't really want to think about anything that they do. They had never read a coaching book, you know. They've never done any training. They're probably from the sounds of it, they did some amazing work. You know, I, I don't know because like, I'm not in it, but like from the stories that they're told, they seem to be doing some powerful work. But for me, it seemed a bit like an excuse to not ever think about anything that you do. Uh, you know, just always base everything that you do on intuition, just never question any of it. It just, if, if it comes out of my mouth, it was the right question. You know, if I didn't do anything, then that was the right thing to do. And I have 100% trust and faith that that's correct. You know, and I'm like, ooh, I'm I'm uncomfortable with that. Uh, I can I can see how it can be quite powerful, but I don't know. There was something that just didn't seem very professional. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I think we've offered a lot of questions out there. I think this mm -hmm. is probably going to make a lot of people think. Might impressive. be a good point to might be a good point to leave it. Also, looking at the time, what do you think? Anything you still want to add? Well, for, for me, I think it's it's about the will, the willingness to you know I, I think I often bring this up in these in these podcast episodes is the willingness to experiment, right? Mm -hmm. But also like the willingness, like you know, the willingness to actually test or challenge your own assumptions, because you know I've I've had sometimes that you know I've heard stories like okay when someone says like I can't afford it, like you have a great coaching session with them and then say say like hey I can't afford it. And some people like say like, you know what, when people say that, right, <laughs> this is what they mean. 
and and i think like sometimes we 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 create a bit of evidence in in our mind and then it's almost like like oh my intuition is telling me like this person is actually you know just trying to like fool me <laughs> and and i yeah. think you know like we we sometimes i mean i've i've noticed this and i used to do i've done this myself in the past but it's like sometimes we generalize based on things that we've seen and i think it's just really slowing down and thinking like well is that really true like if someone says like oh i need to st- speak to my partner well maybe they really need to speak to their partner maybe it's not an excuse mm-hmm. right and i think it's just slowing down like okay well okay do do i want to test it here do i want to maybe get some more clarity mm-hmm. i mean i could just simply ask like tell me more like what do you need to speak about yeah rather than making an assumption like hey they just you know trying to get out yeah. right so we can actually slow down and we can just ask a bit we can ask more questions like if something doesn't make sense you know i, I remember like someone told me like they they retired and and i remember this like she told me that she's earning 500,000 a year and she's like i did this job for like 10 20 years and then i retired and then in in at the end of the coaching session she was like oh i can't afford it i'm like there's there's something like mm. <laughs> there's something going wrong here right but i i can just slow down and actually just think like okay well let me check in you know previously you said this let me clarify this what is coming up for you rather than just making an assumption like oh you know she's trying to get out here because sometimes we just become defensive so i think i think that's my invitation really for coaches is to just you know test it like your intuition could be like a compass and sometimes your compass can be off right and if you're you know sometimes you you make all these sometimes we start making these assumptions we want to challenge our own assumptions and i think yeah. the more we do that the better we get at at this game of coaching yeah, see if there's a magnetic field around that might fuck with your compass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also some people, they, they uh, consciously, intentionally create magnetic fields to fuck with your compass in sometimes mm-hmm. with the best intentions, right? Some NLP practitioners or, you know, some uh, illusionists, magicians, you know, they create intuition in you. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Choose what you want to do. If I start building in yes in every second, third sentence and I do it very skillfully, then you have heard a lot of yeses and I might ask you questions that are easy to answer with yes. And if I then ask you, hey, do you want to go for coaching? The intuition will be yes. You know, so I I love Tony Robbins, right? And I think he does incredible work, but, you know, he has these events with 10,000 people and every five minutes you're saying yes for 10 hours. And then on on the third day, selling like a 10,000 package and a lot of people just go walk to the back of the room or run to the back of the room to buy this package. And, you know, you speak to people and they're like, Oh yeah, you know what? I just put it on the credit card and people that actually, I mean, the work is great. I bought that package. The package is incredible, but it's for the right person. Right. Mm. It, it benefits them. Right. <laughs> and I think it, this is, this is where you're sometimes like, yeah, you know what? Like I, I, I remember someone saying this, like someone said like, Oh, you know what? It's like a sign from the universe. Like I had to sign up for this program. And the guy said, well, no, we just, we just retargeted you with Facebook ads. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, yeah, look, it maybe looks like a sign for you, but you know, we're just, we know like if someone clicks on this website, we can like target them around. Like you, you open your phone, you're like, oh, even in this app, I can, I'm seeing this thing because people can, 
retarget you mm. within your apps, right? And it just follows you around. Yeah. It's a you sign from the universe or it's a sign from a clever advertiser. Exactly. And I think it's just, you know, I think it's good to, you know, challenge our own assumptions. And, and mm. again, with, you know, some, some of us can actually build that skill, build that muscle of intuition. Oh, I, I think I do have to mention that we had a coaching lab with a, with a guy called Sid, um, Sid Hamid, and he was, he calls his approach resonance-based coaching. And he worked a lot on intuition. When something came up, like at some point he said, well, for me, I see the sentence right now in my mind and it says this, you know, and he would just bring that into the room. Um, whatever was happening in the space, just trusting that intuition that whatever comes up is relevant and created in this relationship. And we had a really, really good conversation after. I challenged him on a few things and he had really, really good answers. It was a really interesting session. And actually the client decided to work with him afterwards even though it felt to me like it wasn't resonating, interestingly. So, um, yeah, super interesting session. If anybody wants to look that up, uh, we did record it. Yeah. And on, on a final note as well, like I've lost a lot of money, even, even, <laughs> even in, my prof in my coaching career, you know, making investments <laughs> on intuition. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's, you know, I mean, this is just financially, but I think now I have a process for things. I ask myself usually five questions before I make an investment. And then my emotions, my emotions calm down. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Actually, this is not the right time or financially is not going to serve me, right? And I think it's just really slowing down because there's so many other things that come up. Sometimes it's just a desire to do something, mm -hmm. right? People are incredibly good at advertising. And again, we're, you know, obviously we're talking about two different things here, coaching and outside of coaching. But I think just knowing that, there can be different things happening that actually, you know, like you said, like impact the magnetic field. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. I just have a few concluding thoughts. I'll try and be quick, but um, I mean, first of all, I thought it was a really, a really great question. Um, I think for me, it's opened as many questions as it's kind of answered. Or, um, <clears throat> um, and I just wanted to say, you know, like, I guess for me, intuitive coaching feels quite appealing. Um, and I think mainly sometimes as a counter to, to to go back to what you were saying a bit earlier um yannick as kind of to the the a very rationalist kind of approach to it um mm -hmm. and then i was just briefly thinking you know if you do all those you know is it the meyer breaks like character profiling you know some people and myself included is someone who's in i'm an enfj um so one of the things is intuitive as opposed to thinking so just to say you know yeah maybe to some people um It, it appeals more than others, but I think certainly it's important to always, like um, we've been saying, perhaps make ask for permission to share and not be too attached to those intu mm -hmm. intuitions. Really cool. Great. Thank you. Thank you both. Um, let's, let's close this here. I, I hope we sparked a lot of thoughts and obviously would love to hear from you guys. So if you've got similarly interesting questions, send one to us. Thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your commitment to learning and growing as a coach. Just a few things before you go. First of all, we're doing this for you, so if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, do send us a question. Secondly, we're not doing this for profit, so we rely on your support to help us reach as many coaches as we can. So if you can send this episode to a friend or tell a fellow coach uh, about what we're doing here, maybe you can subscribe or leave us a review 
or even support us on Patreon. Um, that would be amazing. And lastly, you can find us across all major platforms. So uh, whether you like to watch or you like to listen or you like to download episodes and listen to it uh, in your car while you're driving through somewhere with no internet, uh, you can do so too. Um, and that's it from us. Thank you and I hope to see you next time.